Welcome to the Loomer Roundtable, a podcast where we pick one album to focus on for the month and then we come together to discuss it as a group. Today we have two of my best friends in the whole world, Henry Zimmerman calling in from Colorado and Bianca Haddock calling in from the beach. <laughs> she is at the beach. <laughs> You're, yeah, you look great too, by the way. I love your whole ensemble right now. It's very cute. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, so it's not a background is, filter yeah you, yeah it's not a filter this is you're actually in front of palm trees and everything right now um so the album this month is collapsed in sunbeams by singer songwriter poet arlo parks from the uk anais aluitoyen estelle Mourinho is 20 years old and goes by arlo parks is her stage name this is her first and debut album she got started by uploading demos to BBC Music Introducing, which caught the attention of a Radio 1 DJ, and then he started managing her in like 2018. Um, since then, she's gathered a pretty big following in the UK and all over the world. Um, I first heard her from her singles off of this album, Eugene and Black Dog, that came out like last year. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about this album. So let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> um we shall <laughs> had anyone else heard of her before no no not at all not before this album I think it's a uniquely Hispanic name uh Anais and so that's really interesting I want to like as delved in as our background I think she's said I, I would love to know more that's I think um, she's like a quarter also... French or something okay it's really cool Anais I've heard that name cool yeah I like it what about you Hank had you heard her before you know I realized once I started listening to the album that I had heard Black Dog um because I think it's that song that's got a line about like you do your eyes like Robert Smith or something yep. like that yeah and so I have like heard that at some point in the past but kind of didn't remember it so when that song came on I was like oh man wait I know this but that one was I think that's the first song that I heard yeah, that's one of the first lines you do your eyes like Robert Smith, which I actually don't, I don't know that reference. I'm not sure. I don't get Robert it. Smith is. Uh, I think Robert Smith is the guy from The Cure. Okay. Um, like the boys Damn. don't cry, you know, goth, British vibe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I read that she listened to like emo music growing up. So mm. pretty cool. But yeah, that's oh. the first song that came across my radar for sure. And I had, a, I think I had it on repeat for like weeks when I first heard it. It's such a pretty, pretty song. And it just really stood out to me, like her voice and um, how I like, I loved the, the whole message of it. I thought it was really sweet. So what did we think about, since we hadn't heard of her before, really, like, what did we think going into it? Did we have any expectations for what it was going to, what type of music it was going to be or what? you were expecting it to sound like oh man that's a good I only had to base it off of I only was able to base it off of the album cover and I was expecting like a female version of Coda the Friend it was really casual and she seemed really edgy but cultured and worldly I, I also could tell maybe she's not American by like just a couple of hints but 
it was really interesting. And when I came into it, you realized that, yeah, it wasn't an album that wasn't necessarily emo, but it had its mellow moments, but it was still meaningful. And like you said, in the one instance and the one thing you're referring to, song, verse, what have you, there was a lot of message and, and content to what she's saying. And um, that was what I noticed overall was throughout the album. It wasn't only uh, few and far between that she had a message to say. Is a lot of them. A lot of them had meaningful, purposeful, like intentional, I mean, messages, even to, down to some of the titles of the songs. What were your expectations, Henry, going into it? Well, like Bianca said, I kind of really only could base it off the album cover. And I feel like the kind of album covers that have someone like sitting in a chair, it's always a vibe. I've never listened yeah. to an album that's got someone on the front sitting in a chair as kickback as, as they are and not have like a good time. So yeah. weirdly enough, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good chill vibe record. And it's got some vibes, maybe not super chill with like the lyrical content and stuff, but still feels chill. So I don't know, it was good. Totally. That's something I wrote down was like, I feel like it's a great summer album. As weird as that may sound, because it, it is like the lyrics are, you know, deep and, you know, she's talking about a lot of stuff, but it feels like light and airy when you're listening to it and just like have it on in the background. And it felt to me like it would, I mean, it didn't come out in summer, it came out in like January, like earlier this year, but I think it's the perfect mm-hmm. time to listen to it because it has a really like loose, freeing quality to it. Um, I'm sitting here not thinking about a lot of intentional talking points. And when I was studying and listening to the album, I did have that same thought about it seeming summer-like because one of the songs started to play in just the beat alone or the background alone. I was yeah. like, the beach, this is just like a beach song. I guess it was like, a, it wasn't necessarily reggae, but it was an acoustic that sounded very Mac demarco And I was like, oh, this is literally like for the beach. This is for summer. Yeah. Totally. When Hank was talking about the her body language, like on the front of the album cover, I didn't even think about that. But that's a really good point that she's just like yes. chilling. And it is a very chill summer vibes album. I'll, I'll look out for that um, from now on, on my album covers. Yeah, I feel like you can tell a lot by how someone's sitting when they're sitting yeah. on an album cover. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. And I like the Mac DeMarco comparison there. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities. For sure. So let's talk about songs in particular. Do we have any favorites? Do we have any that really you were just like, every time you listen to you're like, that's my jam, anything like that? I think I got lost in how many there were. It wasn't even a problem. I just mean it in terms of having one to point out. Yeah. I, no, it flows. I, like the album just kind of flows. You get through enjoyed it. enjoyed the flow. I was actually just going to say that. I just enjoyed the overall flow. It's pretty seamless. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a sign of a good, a good um, lineup of songs. It's like when you don't even, you know, people only really ever like bring up flow if there's a problem. And there, there isn't. Oh my like, god! It's so it's so seamless, and like I think she, she put it together really well. So you can just listen to it, and all of a sudden you're at the end, and you're like, wow, that was really good. Uh, there's the overall flow, and there's a flow within each song. I'm sure there was a switch up. I think it was towards the second half of the album, but there's in a, I don't know, an intentional break in a song. I can't quite remember. That was really interesting, because yeah, it um, not only had a different 
vibes throughout the songs and i mean the different songs uh, they also had um discrepancies in just the overall genre you're just thinking what is this genre or what type of an artist is she like the entire time not to peg her or label her or anything into some box but it's just interesting and you're i really wanted that so i could uh, at least have some sort of a topic to ride on but it's hard and it's cool that way I, I wasn't bothered by the fact that it was um, a blend yeah I think that's something that we like to do is um, just as like human beings we like to categorize things because it helps us understand them um, yeah but with her it's really hard because she she does have this like super like there's jazzy elements there's some R&B there's soul it's just like very poppy at times like lo-fi yeah dream poppy and then also you can you can you can hear like the emo influence too like she you know grew up listening to emo music because there's like really great storylines and um her lyrics are so compelling and even if they're not necessarily specific to her experience it's like she's observing other people and has really insightful um observations about like human behavior and what it means and that's what i should have done i should have looked at the lyrics Y'all both, did y'all both do that? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I like to, but. That was very insightful and honest, like, guys, exactly what, what it is she did looking back. And yeah, I think, I think about that now. Oh, good. <laughs> Henry, did you have any favorite songs? Yeah. Um, the song that I kind of landed on was Caroline as my favorite just because, well, one, I feel like when I was listening to the album and I was thinking like, okay, which songs am I going to mention? I would literally hear a song be like, okay, I'll talk about this one. Oh, no, wait, I'll talk about Green Eyes. Okay, no, wait, no, I'm going to talk about this one. So it was hard for me to narrow this down. Yeah, there was like a lot of just really good deep stuff to talk about. But I liked Caroline, which I think is about like her watching like like this like domestic argument. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you know, spilling his coffee and like yelling and they're like, I tried. Anyways, it just, it's like this little vignette. She's like describing the scene as it happens yeah. and not even really making any grand statements about it. There's not like a big thesis to the song necessarily. I just thought it was like really delightful. It just kind of like fit the, I feel like we're overusing the word vibe. So I'm going to try not to say that, but it just felt the spirit of the album <laughs> or these kind of vignettes, these kind the of tone. moments that... Yeah, the tone. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was a song. Oh, yeah. Her storytelling is impeccable. She pulls out, like, she pulls out, you know, really beautiful, like, details. And even if she's not giving you, like, the the whole, like, you know, play-by-play, you get the picture. Like, you get the picture of what's going on without feeling intrusive or voyeuristic because she's, like, bringing you into it. But you can tell, like, she's the viewer. She's not participating she's just like observing and I just think that's it's a really interesting like kind of songwriting because it feels so personal but these things aren't happening to her it's like it's like the human experience or something I don't know I just love it wow awesome (laughs) I'm 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 like gassing you up in my head rather than just saying it because I don't want to ruin the (laughs) editing (laughs) gassing me up thank you (laughs) Um, that's awesome yeah okay how would how would you describe the music to someone who's not listened to it oh this is what I was trying to do 
and you know it's just it's so hard. hard but the poppy elements that I would not compare to Mac but she still had those Mac components in it DeMarco Mac DeMarco is that yeah. um when she turned into sort of a poppy kind of like there was this be yourself song and just all that kind of it was very Janelle Monet to me Mm-hmm. And so I hate that I have to draw from others rather than just give it labels. But again, I couldn't derive a label. So it's just me trying. And then no, that's helpful to like when it, say artists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when it came to just how she is as a female artist, because, you know, you think female artists in a band without the album cover, if you were just to tell me that I had to do a review of a female artist album, I would have assumed it was like really R&B. It was a very uh, Billie Eilish. And I was just like, there's no in between. And she... <laughs> She is like an interesting blend because she still did some, some I don't know, kind of just fun with the, um, what's it called? Producing elements of just like, not just lyrical, as much as her lyrics matter though. And you guys are bringing to the light, bringing to light just how important and just careful she was with them. So mm-hmm. she had it all going on, but again, it, it was not necessarily just melodramatic emo, if you will, but it was not pop, but it was something, and it wasn't R&B either, but it was all of them. It was a nice blend, yeah. It was, it was a nice album. I wouldn't have been able to study without that album, my gosh. If I had to to listen to anything else, I find myself either getting too distracted or like, I just can't listen to the same thing over and over again, it gets redundant. So yeah, it was a really cool, just a mix and um, a way to just keep, keep it steady, keep it steady. Dude, I love like jazz to study to. I think that's my favorite yeah. study music. Because, and this isn't like a jazz album, but there's like a little bit of that in there. And I think it's because <laughs> it's like, it's not the same thing over and over again. Like it, it changes throughout the song and it's like different. So it keeps, it's interesting enough that you're not bored. You're still able to focus on what you're trying to focus on, like study wise, but without, um, you know, overpowering lyrics or, a, a hook that's like you know with like mainstream pop music you have to like sing along as it can be distracting you know what I'm trying to say yeah <laughs> so, exactly so I feel like it's kind of like jazz in that way where it was just really good background study music but that's good I'm I glad feel like it's factual that jazz jazz is the one that jazz is the study genre there was a TikTok recently I saw and we all know yeah. I can't stop with my TikTok addiction that uh you know. <laughs> somebody somebody made fun of the fact that like, I don't care who you are but if you listen to this song, it just makes you do shit faster or like focus more. I don't know what it is. And yeah. then it was a clip of it. And I was like, what's it going to be? I feel like I know what it's going to be. And it was, I was right. It was Dave Brubeck, Take Five. If you listen to Take Five, you're out here just like, <laughs> doing everything a mile a minute. It's hilarious. That's so funny. What about, what about for you, Henry? What was up? Uh... What was the question that I asked? Um, how would you describe the music to someone who's not looking to it? Yeah, this kind of a man. It's tough when it's like this, like multi-genre chill vibe stuff. Yeah, because it's like literally feels like a thousand things at once. It's like everything you guys are saying: R and B, indie, pop. There's jazz. I I almost think there's got to be like a new term created to describe this fusion because it's like yeah. enough of these similar elements that I hear in a lot of other things but like it's clearly distinct because mm. it kind of feels like there's a little bit of like early Lord that I hear in there in her mm-hmm. stuff. And there's like some Solange in there, mm-hmm. but then like all the instrumentation is like yeah, super her. indie 
you know, kind of like Mac the Mark has been brought up or like Portis Head, I think, um, just to keep it UK. But anyways, Listen. I don't know, man. It's just like good singing, good lyrics, good music. Not a super helpful description for those listening, but uh, yeah, it's good. No, yeah, I think it's, you know, genres are getting more and more obsolete. I think more and more it's about like, you know, like brands, branding, it's turning into like, what's the product? It's turning into what's the experience? What experience are you offering me through this like product or brand or whatever? So in music, it's like, you know, instead of what type of music is it trying to categorize it in that box, it's more like, what's the experience of the music? How does it make you feel? In what context would you mm-hmm. listen to this type of music? It doesn't really matter whether it's jazz or R&B or indie rock or whatever, because it's a blend of like so many of those things that how does it make you feel? And I think we're, we were saying earlier, like it kind of, it's very light. It brings levity. It's it's airy, it's dreamy, you know, it's a good summer album, no matter yeah. what genre it is. I think bringing light to the experience of the album is what you do as a listener, but uh, yeah. artists too, they'll take their album and I love, it's like my shit. I love when people go, all right, so my album is a best for Sunset Drives and the Coast, or my album is I want you to listen to it at night. And I think Tyler did that once, and I, I think it was just Flower Boy or something, right? Anybody remember? He made it like something like I don't want, I don't care, but y'all need to listen to this song at like six six o'clock when it's nice and whatever out. And people do that, and it's really cool because then it, it does make you really think that you're experiencing it how it was intended. Yeah, I actually love that sure. idea. I haven't seen people do that but i want them to. i would love to know what her it'd be really cool preferences her like thing in the what i'm thinking of is in like the physical you know you have to cd sleeves or like now you have like vinyl sleeves or whatever and you have like the lyrics in there next to each song title you should have like when's the best context to listen to yeah. this song that would be somebody amazing. has done i just know somebody's done something like that they probably have I'm sure they have, and I just am not aware of it, but I love that idea. That's really good. That is cool. Me too. I remember being in a CD store mm-hmm. years ago and seeing a CD that was called, like the name of the album was Songs to Go Bowling To. Yeah. I think it was a joke, but like, <laughs> I always just thought like, what a great album to probably put on when you're bowling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That would be, that would be great. I want instruction. I want you to tell me how to live my life. I want you to tell me where yeah. I need to listen to this album at what time, what I should be doing. That's what I want. I want instruction. That's right. Okay, what else? Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but do we have any other artists that we would like compare or recommend to people based on Arlo's music? We've had Mark DeMarco. We said Janelle Monet. I would throw out like Pip Millet, Orion Sun, some other R&B soul. I recently came off came across one song um because SoundCloud generated it for me and I don't know what her other music was like but I came across a much more and clearly somebody who's also influenced by emo music like mellow artist named Kelsey Lou and I don't know if y'all both know who that is but Kelsey Lou came out with a song that I love and I listen to a lot called I'm not in love 
and not she even resembles fk twigs a little bit but she her song is pretty like weird like hearing her one song i'm not in love is like listening to cellophane you're like what the fuck and and, but it was cool in the video like it's pretty revealing honestly also but it's all over the place it's the main thing it's the first thing you notice it's like what is happening but no i don't feel so mystified by out by arlo here it's it's not as perplexing so it's mm-hmm. it's much more tolerable. It's just something if you yeah, like you said, if you if you want to see, if you want to try, then then check out Kelsey Luce. Yeah, and then obviously yes, Solange and all those other people. Those are great great comparisons. Wait, you? Do you say you shuffle on SoundCloud? I'm, a, I'm the broke person who uses somebody else's password. So <laughs> I'm talking about on Spotify and SoundCloud. It's free. to listen with ads but I will straight up be listening to something like hella I don't know important to me and then I hear like my chick bad start playing because my sister (laughs) takes over constantly when I'm trying to listen to Spotify and she has the power to do that like how do I skip her power so anyways I will be straight up so mad I'm like whatever I'm still I'm not gonna not listen just because of her and I'll go to SoundCloud angrily just click anything and then it will give me anything and it's not that bad I mean I don't know people no, probably cool. shit on I, that I haven't done that before <laughs> but that would be like a cool way to maybe discover new music is shuffle on a different platform because I feel like Spotify sometimes gives you Dude, the same I like the mixes they make exactly sometimes they're redundant oh my god they are but yeah. playlists that people make and recommend are my favorite thing for Spotify and at least on SoundCloud, it's not a playlist necessarily. It's like one yeah. song, just so that those broke people can get away from getting the ads. And that's how I do it. I listen to like an hour long thing, but it's all a bunch of different songs. And it's the greatest. The other thing I recommend, if you like Arlo, is the the one list that has all these different songs. It's called Euphoria. It's something, something Euphoria. And on it's SoundCloud. the shit you're listening to like tempo. Skinny hose from Lizzo, and then the next song, it's like I like that, and I'm thinking about it. It's a flow Millie, and it just changes to all the girl artists. Euphoria is only female hip hop artists and rappers, and this shit just goes through them, and I love it. It is the best thing, and I will never study to that shit because I will get all F's. (laughs) (laughs) Not not good study. That's cool. Any other artists you want to mention for me? No, I feel like we thrown out a bunch of names but honestly would just recommend listening to Arlo exactly individually you know yeah I'm interested more Arlo I need to go digging in more yeah that's a good point more Arlo I'm interested too I want to know more about her and her life and just think she's an interesting person I think she's oh yeah like an empath or something like I feel like she she sees people and she like knows what's going on yeah or is at least willing to like offer up a take on what's going on yeah I like it I bet she'd be you know because like some musicians like go on to do like other media to be like Mm -hmm. tv or radio and other stuff I bet she would be like a really good interviewer it's just a guess I don't like have a lot of feedback to base this on but that's just my sense that she'd be like (sighs) really observant and like able to pick up on something yeah no I think that's a really like I I like that because it's I think that's specific enough to kind of get across like what we're trying to say about like the the way she writes her songs. She'd be a good interviewer. She'd know what questions to ask people to get to like the core of the what's going on with them. 
and her voice is incredible uh-huh. as well just like super smooth endearing even when she's saying stuff like I think in Eugene she says she like hates that son of a bitch or whatever sounds so delightful oh wow like, love it <laughs> just the tone of the voice is so calming and, and beautiful if she's saying like aggressive things I love it um yeah and just a really wonderfully composed album production's great lyrics super great just 10 out of 10 fucking love it she's she's a legend any other final yes, thoughts 10 I wouldn't give it a low rank at all it yeah. had very few reasons to to knock it down I, like I literally can't think of one and I, I wouldn't want to I'm not just trying to bring negativity in the world yeah right. I'm like that. yeah no me too all in the positive positive oh, yeah. yeah I would also give it a high ranking um not that I feel like it's a like one of my favorite albums of all time but I do think yeah. it is like a 10 out of 10 like there's not really right. a bad element on the album that I was like turned off of or like oh, let me skip this mm-hmm. or even have the thought, let me skip it, but then decide not to. Like, it really kept me along for the ride the whole time. It was like all good music. So yeah. I'm 10 out of 10 is like surprisingly apt. I didn't expect that when, you know, Karina, you're like, oh, hey, like check out these albums we might do. And I listened to it just a bit to get a sense. I didn't know I was listening to a 10 out of 10, but oh, it yeah. kind of was. I don't know if that's dramatic. No, I think, yeah, I feel like it. It genuinely is like this. This is like my type of music. Like I would listen to this on the daily. So it's a 10 out of 10 for me in that sense. But I think just musically overall, regardless of like my personal opinion, I feel like it is technically like it's a it's like such a good album. It's really good. And I got I think it's gotten fantastic reviews. Like I think it's getting the attention that it deserved. It's not like it's really um oh, I didn't know that's awesome. ignored or anything. So that's good. But can always always use more hype so yeah hype it up would you tell your friends about it would you hype it up would you tell people to listen to it i already have i already so. did yeah i already did i told uh i told landon to and he took 2.5 seconds to play it and he listened to it on the way to work i was like that was really good he liked it i know man all these podcasts you gotta, you gotta only do 10 out of 10 now i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> cool. well Hi. thank you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you liked the album. And I will speak to you both soon. So awesome. Talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.